Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparking 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 44, and uh, I'm joined by a lovely guest, a uh, lovely panel, as always. Uh, let me start it off with my boy, Chris. Chris, how you doing, dude? Podcast number I'm, uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, Campeones de Europa in futsal. <laughs> a nice win uh, for the seniors. Uh, yeah, so it was actually uh, uh, about as good as the weekend as you're going to get. For sure, for sure. We're also making two debuts today. The first debut, not in terms of the podcast, but in terms of being part of the Spartan 160 squad, or Spartan 160 EN squad, I should say. We got my boy Kevin, all the way from the UK, helping us out on Instagram. Kevin, bro, how you doing, dude? Oh, couldn't be better. Winning futsal, winning football. Everything's looking up now. Brilliant. Yep, yep, yep. Well said, Kevin. And of course, joined by our special guest. Uh, you know, you may know him on Twitter as Johnny Sinero, I believe I'm saying that correctly. Johnny, how you doing, bro? How we doing? I'm, I'm all right, thanks. I'm still buzzing off the win in futsal. Yeah. Champions League. It's been a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. And um, so to start off, before we get right into the game, Johnny, uh, just take us through um, your uh, your uh, Spartan Gizmo, if you will. Uh, who's your favorite player, your favorite moments at Spartan, all of that good stuff, dude. All right, well, I got a good story here. Um, growing up, I was very undecided on which club to actually support, and... Um, I actually made a final decision back in 2010 on who I was going to support for the rest of my life, and that was Sporting. Nice. I went ahead and visited all three stadiums. Sporting was the last stadium that I visited, and this was back in 2012, and became socio and just been supporting them ever since. Sick, then. Fair enough. Sick. So that, that's actually really good because a lot of people, myself included, we sort of don't like choose our alliance. You know, we, we're just sort of born into it and then we fall in love if we fall in love. Whereas you, mm-hmm. you just picked and you fell in love and fair play, dude. Fair play. Um, yeah. So who would you say is your favorite player of all time to play for Sparting? Well, since I'm still, you know, just a fairly new supporter, for sure. about eight years, nine years, um, my favorite was actually Yannick Jalo. Only hey, I loved him. I loved, I loved him. him, but only because he was great on the field and everything, yeah. but I really liked him because actually we shared the same birthday. Sick. Which is actually coming up uh, May 5th. Oh, sick. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was uh, Jalo, uh, Veloso, and then, uh, to be honest, Bruma. Mm-hmm. He short-lived with us, but I always thought he was a top talent. No, definitely, definitely. Shame we let him go. Um, sure. Yeah, and uh, your favorite sporting memory? Uh, to be honest, I got to say the Dasa Portugal victory coming back 2-0. Yeah. Um, and also um, that Manchester City game. Huge win. Fair. Yeah. All right. Well done, bro. 
you've proved your uh, Spartanismo. <laughs> Never that, not that it was ever in doubt, anyways. And, um, anyways, yeah, let's go into this weekend's actions. Uh, starting off with uh, Sporting beating Vitória de Guimarães at home, our Vitória Sport Club. Um, our starting 11 was as follows. We had René Ribeiro in net, Marcos Cunha, Mathieu, Coates and Ristovski in defence, Wendell, Dumbia and Bruno Fernandes in midfield, uh, Diaby, Luis Felipe and Rafinha up top with substitutions um, of Christian Borja, Miguel Luiz, or Christian Borja for Diaby, Luiz for Wendell and Jovan Cabral right towards the end for Luis Philippe. Um, Johnny, I'll start it off with you. Um, what did you think of, uh, of um, our game against Guimarães? Uh, it was excellent game. I thought we totally dominated on the pitch. Um, the, the Rafinha goal was a straight banger. Um, you know, from that angle, it's not easy to bury that. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I thought we just dominated the game. Luis Felipe with another, you know, great performance. I really liked how he played. Uh, Dumbia is coming along greatly. He's really showing out, you know, in place of Goodelli as well. So, overall, dominated. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And, uh, Kevin, I'll, I'll go with you next. Uh, what did you think of uh, our game against Gimenez, dude? Um, I think it's a very good game, very professional performance from from the guys. Um, the defensives looked a lot better recently, and you can tell from that last game, Vitorian never looked like they were going to put a goal past Sporting. Uh, you can tell the structure was a lot better from the defence. Um, Kaiser was a lot, has improved the side. We've become a lot more compact, a lot more organised in our defence, and it shows. And another thing with Dumbia coming in, the difference that that man makes in our midfield just cleans up. The hole that Godelli would leave in the midfield, the gap between Vendel and Brunfernange and the two centre-backs, it's gone. Dumbia cleans up in that area and you can tell because we, apart from the first 15 minutes where we're filling ourselves into the game, Vittoria never got to our box really. And we just dominated the game from there. It's a very good performance overall. Cafinha uh, creating a lot. The combination plays with Bruno Fernandes, who has always played amazingly. It was just a very good performance from everyone. I'd just say Diaby had a bit of a poor game. Never really looked to get into it. He had the least amount of touches on the field. Um, 68% pass completion, the lowest on out of everyone who started. So I'd say he was the wrong player for the game. Not that he's ever really the right player. But <laughs> exactly. Different issue. Yabi <laughs> never got really into the game. But yeah. then Acuna just covers for it. You know, you didn't, you, you saw Diaby wasn't really in the game, but Acuna just, the amount of crosses they put in and the times that you'd see him on that side is just amazing. And that's where you can really see Dumbia come into his own, just slotting into the space. Mathieu get pushed onto the side and you could see his distribution from there, which is something Mathieu is very good at and something we'll struggle to get with another defender. You'll, you, you struggle to see two centre-backs that will pass the ball and create plays 
like Mathieu and Kovacs do. Yeah, agreed. Most definitely. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, Chris, uh, let me know what you thought of, uh, of Saturday's game. Yeah, I was uh, actually a bit interested to see uh, the way uh, Guimarães came out because they kind of uh, pushed us back. Uh, they dominated possession uh, the first uh, 15 minutes or so. Um, but at, at the same time, they didn't really uh, create too many chances, as Kevin said. But it seemed uh, it, was a, it was a fearless entrance into the game by them. Um, they're in a rough string of results, and to come to Alvalade, uh, our fortress, where we haven't really dropped many points this season, and, and play like that, uh, but it was pretty short-lived for them. Um, you know, we, we pretty much dominated the game otherwise. Um, you know, Rafinha and Bruno Fernandes uh, were fantastic. Uh, Bruno Fernandes per usual, but Rafinha, you know, uh, you know man of the match performance by him. Um, so um, I'm always happy to see that against his former team. Uh, maybe a bit of extra motivation there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, otherwise, a lot of that was touched upon. Uh, I thought Dumbia played well. Um, Acuna uh, was also excellent. Um, you know, uh, Diaby's finishing is constantly going to be scrutinized by me and probably everyone because it's it's super poor. Um, yes. You know, I was very, very yep. happy to see see uh kaiser you know uh you know, pull him out you know not in like the 86th minute he pulled him out in, like the 65th which i thought was uh a step in the right direction for him using subs before like the 78th minute um so i was happy to see that i was happy to see borja return um and yeah you know overall i'm really uh really content with the result really content to see luis Philippe score in five straight games um and uh yeah, we just uh, we keep chugging along here. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Um, so, like like Kevin mentioned, like most of us mentioned, it was a slow start, and then we dominated, um, uh, starting from maybe like fifteenth, twentieth minute, um, and then in the thirty eighth minute, Rafinha got his goal. Um, a few talking points here. Uh, I'm gonna ask all of you, but Johnny, I'll start it off with you. Um, there was a foul before the play on Guimarães on from Aquinha. Um, I forget the game at range player now. Um, one, do you think that goal should have our goal should have stood or should it have been brought back uh, by the VAR? And second question, do you think that foul was inside or outside the box uh, for game at range? What do you think, dude? All right, yeah. So I believe that that player that Acuna was on was actually Rochinha. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most likely. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, so that particular play I thought was definitely, you know, if you were to call that, definitely would have been a soft foul to me. And it it was definitely happened outside of the box as well for me. Alright. Yeah. Um and uh Kevin, what about you? Um I think the referee for once did very well on this occasion. Um, the foul, if there was one, was outside of the box. And you can see the referee play the advantage because Vittorio win the ball back. But then Sporting win it back also, so that cancels the advantage. We play on, referee plays on, and we counter-attack brilliantly. Bruno Fernandes plays the pass forward. Rafinha finishes. End of story. And uh, Chris, last but not least, what do you think, dude? 
Chris, you there? So, I mean, basically, Game of Thrones is main. Yeah, you're good now. You're good now. Can you guys hear me? (laughs) Okay. All right, yeah, so basically the, the main uh, gripe that Yimadanj could have here is that they think that it should have been. Damn, he left us on a cliffhanger. Uh, review. Oh, and... No, we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got your internet, Danny. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's driving, that's why. It yeah, now nah, I'm driving, yeah. Okay, okay. Anyways, yeah, go so for I mean, it. Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, so the main the main thing that they could have wanted is the referee to go back and review it as a potential PK. If he if he did do that, he would have determined that the foul was outside the box. By the way, I do think it is a foul. Acuna just kind of slams into the back of him. Uh, it, it's a foul. Um, so if he did potentially review that as a, as a penalty situation, he would have determined that it wasn't penalty kick and it would have been a free kick for Guimarães. Um yeah but since they lost possession he, he theoretically can't do that and then Sporting goes on to score my one thing would have been though had it have been in the box um, would the referee have been able to since all goal scoring uh, since all goals scored are able to be reviewed would he have been able to review the, the penalty situation before? And had it have been his penalty kick, given the penalty kick and disallowed the sporting goal? Um, but since it was outside the box, he can't bring it back and give them a free kick. So the sporting goal stood. Um, so basically, best case scenario for Guimadanej is that he, go, he, he goes back and looks at it, determines it's not a PK, and Guimadanej gets a free kick and sporting's goal doesn't count. Because for either way for them, it's not a penalty kick. Right. Um, and if he reviewed that, he would have determined that. So, I mean, I, I think it's the right call, especially since they lost possession. Yeah. So, basically, the lesson we've learned here is if you think that it's a penalty, if you have, think you have a legitimate Damn. Yep. Okay. I wanted, to, I wanted to learn that lesson. Damn. We'll see. We'll wait <laughs> until he gets back. And wouldn't have countered, oh. and the ref would have had a chance to look at it if they think they had a legitimate Sorry, Chris, repeat, repeat from uh, the lesson to be learned then, here because then you just cut off. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. So I, the, I guess the lesson to be learned is that if you think you have a legitimate PK shout, True. kick the ball out of bounds, uh, stop the play because, uh, you know, if, if they didn't lose the ball and get counterattacked, uh, the ref would have had a chance to go back and look at it. So because um, if the possession changes hands, it, it, he can't go back and, and, and look at it again. So, I mean, Gibbon had the ball. They played, like, four passes, and then they lost it in Sporting Counter. So, I mean, if that guy would have just kicked the ball out of bounds, yeah, maybe it's a deep throw-in for Sporting at the end of the day. But if you think you have your PK shout, then it's worth looking at it, you know? That's a really good point. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, well said, dude. Um, all right. And then, um, you know, uh, we, we hit the post, in, like, a million times, I feel, in that first half. Uh, I think it was something like three posts in the first half. Um, second half started, 50th minute, Hafinga, you know, doing what he was doing, running rampant. Um, for, in first half, I, I know Rafa Suarez subbed off. You know, he was he was causing so many problems with Rafa Suarez. Um, came off with an injury, and then uh, uh, Florent, uh, what's his name, Florentin or whatever his name is, uh, came in, and, you know, Rafinha didn't stop and, and kept on fucking around with him. Uh, so much that he, um, in the 50th minute, he, he dangles the guy 
puts the ball into the box. Luis Felipe's there for the tap-in. Um, Johnny, do you think mm-hmm. this was Rafinha's best game in a Spartan shirt, or do you think you've seen better from Rafinha this season? No, this is one of his best performances in a Sporting shirt by far. Um, I, f- I feel like he was just on straight beast mode this game. Um, I, plus, I think he had to prove a point because it was against his old club as well. True. So, yeah, the guy's a, a machina. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, uh, Kevin. You know, not nothing really much to, else to talk about in this game. Um, but my question, do you, was Guimarães poor or were we just really good? What, what do you think? Um, I'd say Sporting's midfield overran theirs. They have the player, Wakaso, who does the role that Dumbia normally plays. But then when Bruno Fernandes dropped back a little bit more and Vendel pushed into Brun Fernandes' position, they came. They kind of played side-by-side side instead of 1-10 and 1-8. He got completely out of the game and Guimarães midfield just wasn't there. And that's when Sporting started dominating and when we got the goal. So I'd say it's from there, our midfield just overran theirs. And it's probably thanks to Dumbia because with Goodell, he doesn't do the six-roll properly. Dumbia does and he allowed Vendel and Brun Fernandes to do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, Chris, that's that's nine straight wins. I know you brought up the uh, the Kaiser ball to me a few weeks ago, but I'm gonna fucking add, like re-ask it again to see if anything's changed. Nine straight wins. Our last time we didn't win was in February 25th against Maritimo, where we tied nil-nil. The last time we lost was February 14th to Villarreal. Is Kaiser Ball back, dude? Or or do we finally oh. have Kaiser Ball? <laughs> hmm. uh, I think that this is probably the closest that we've come. Uh, he He's tied George Jesus' best streak of wins. Uh, and he had, uh, what, like two full yeah. seasons? Two, or three, three. Or Sorry, three. yeah, three. No, two. Yeah, three full seasons to do that, and... We were almost champions one of those seasons, and Kaiser has just tied that. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it kind of flies under the radar. Um, I, I read that the 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 most wins in in this in like the century for them is 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 only a couple more wins away. Um, so, I mean, if we win out in the league and win the cup, we'll beat the record for wins in a row uh, this century, uh, which is pretty remarkable. Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the team's playing – while he did have some of those blowout wins at the beginning, and, and, I mean, some of that was aided by playing a couple sh- terrible like, lower league teams in the, in the early rounds of the Cup. Um, so we're not blowing teams out, but we're, we're playing them off the pitch. And, I mean, today easily could have been 5 nothing if, if you know, some of those post shots went yeah. in and Diaby knew how to shoot. So, I mean – Yeah, we learned how to play. Yeah, football. I mean, uh, I definitely think that this is the best, the best time we played all yeah. season. Yeah, dude, for sure. Um, we we actually have uh, uh, Rui Chavez in the chat. Uh, he's saying uh, JJ streak is actually ten wins. Uh, so Kaiser maybe one game off. Um, I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can look that up in a sec. But uh, oh, also, okay. the, he's saying the longest winning streak 
is Marinu Perez with 11 wins in 91. So it's even crazy to think that, that Kaiser's even that close to it, you know, like two wins away or three wins away, and he surpasses that. Um, anyways, Johnny, not not to have, like, any sort of propaganda here, you know, um, I want to gauge your opinion. What do you think of Kaiser? Do you think he's uh, he's the man to, to, to finish Spartan's, you know, titleist drought? Uh, do you want to see him in next season? What do you think of Kaiser, dude? Uh, yeah, no question, man. I think he's the right man for the job. I think he has a certain, you know, I don't know, mystique about him and his character. You know, I, I just think it's a, to be honest, a match made in heaven for this club. Yeah. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a, he's a gentleman. I think that's my favorite part about Kaiser. He's a gentleman. For sure. Um, Kevin, I know you might have different sentiments. Because uh, I do know, I mean, he pisses us all off, to be fair. But uh, what do you think of Kaiser, dude? What's uh, your opinion Kaiser. on him? Um, when he came in, never thought he'd be the right person for the job. But we've seen recently, Kaiser Ball has, it's not back, but it's evolved. Because when it started, it'd be full-out attack, no structure in the defence. Now we've got a different style of play. We've got a defense that knows what they're doing, a style of play, a certain, a certain way of defending. We got and you identity. can see that. You can see yeah. that in the defense now. So, I'd say he's evolved to the Portuguese game, which is what we needed. Acuna's reckless start of the season—it's changed now. He's not as aggressive in his play. So I'd say he's. Tactically, he's evolving to the league and he's changing. He's seeing the problems and slowly, yes, but he's changing it. So I'd say possibly he could be the right man and he's understated. And that's something that Sporting probably needs so we're not making headlines every other game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, dude. Um, yeah, and... Um, Personally, I like Kaiser. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm with you. I think he should stay on. I think you, you, we've seen him change, like like you, you guys were saying. Um, he went from all out attacking, you know, winning games, like like uh, Zell was saying actually in the chat. Now, he went from you know winning games four three to now having you know one two nothing wins. Finally, keeping a clean sheet, which is um, you know something I thought was going to be possible for us this season. Um, whether that's Pizzetto or 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 Kaiser, um, so so yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see him on. Um, Chris, I'm gonna actually steal a question here from Zan in the chat, um, mainly because I don't I don't uh, I don't have anything else to to say about this game. How much do you think Renan has improved uh, from the fall until now? Uh, I definitely think that he, he's improved. Um, I also think that he's kind of, um, I think a lot of his, his, his problems have been alleviated by having Matthew Orilotti or some ragtag back line that includes Bruno Gaspar, uh, or Jefferson, which is something that was pretty frequent at the beginning of the season. Um, so we've had a health back line and even when our left back who's actually good now Borja has been out we have Acuna who can slot in so the back line actually has been very good 
the past during this win streak. So past like two months. Um, player that I really like, and I think he's super dynamic going forward. But I just don't think he hasn't showcased himself um, enough as he as I've seen him play like in a sporting shirt already in the past. Um, and so I mean, if if Rostovsky a bit under his potential is is the worst player on the back line, it, it greatly helps. Um, and I, I just think that the the back line was completely disorganized for a lot of the season, um, injuries and just poor choices. I mean, he didn't really have an option at left back before because he didn't yeah. want to play Acuna there all the time and Jefferson. But we haven't seen Jefferson in months. I mean, I forgot he existed until now. Um, Don't remind Kaiser. <laughs> no, he played. Uh, he got subbed in the other day, didn't he? Uh, like two weeks ago or something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just you know, put a matara sodad, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's not starting. I mean, he was a regular. <laughs> Thank God, starter. yeah, yeah. That's true. Can't wait till he's gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Just get him off the books. What already. was the point of putting him in that game? It's like uh, this last one, putting Jovan in on so, the yeah, 88th. I mean, so, don't. Honestly, I think yeah. it's because Geraldo's Gerald, in there to, to be played in the 89th, so you have to play somebody, you know? Yeah, and just, if there's just, anything I think we can definitely criticize Kaiser on, is it's his, uh, his, his choices and substitutions. I don't understand how, again, I know we keep harping on the same thing. I don't understand how he goes from, you know, ballsy substitutions in a Europa League game, you know, playing three youth players and, and even starting youth players to fucking... Jovan in the 89th, Gerald in the 89th, uh, Miguel Luis, if he doesn't play the 85th, if he doesn't get subbed in the 85th minute, I think Kaiser's afraid he'll, he'll lose his job or something. Like, I don't understand some of these substitutions. Like, why can't some of these guys play, you know, 10, 20, 15 minutes, you know, at minimum? I think that's 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 my biggest issue with Kaiser. But There's another question. Is it illegal to put Diaby on the bench? <laughs> yeah, buddy. You can ask the same thing with Gudeli, right? I think, yeah, you know, Dumbia is only playing because he's suspended. Or Sosa Sintra and the deals that he did with these players and their their agents, they have to have obligations to play because if there's no way that someone can see Diaby play how he does and still want to start him when we have Jovan on the bench. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Listen, well, man. We These are not questions I can answer. Yeah. Seven yeah, million. man. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, Johnny, um, who's your man of the match in, in this game? Uh, is it even a question? <laughs> I mean... It's got to be Rafinha. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to agree with you there. Kev, what about you, dude? Um, definitely Rafinha. I think... Uh, Vendel needs a special mention too because he was very good in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Agreed. And uh, Chris, how about you, man? Your man of the match. Yeah, I mean it's the first time I've actually seen this, like, in a while. Or point ratings, they had Rafinha at eight point seven, Acuna or Rafinha at eight point eight, Acuna at eight point seven, Bruno Fernandes at eight point three. Uh, I mean, that's pretty impressive to have three players above eight. Um, Rafinha is the man of the match with almost a nine. Mm. But, I mean, Bruno Fernandes 
passes also was spectacular. He had eight passes, uh, eight goal-creating chance passes. Um, you know, he played that, that third ball into Rafinha on the first goal. I mean, he was spraying it all over the field. Another fantastic performance for him, but yeah, yeah for me, it's yeah, I agree. He was uh, he was definitely inspired against his old team. Um, all right, that's really all I have to, we have to ask about the uh, or talk about the um, the Guimarães game. Yeah, how many um, times we hit the post too? That's a good point. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm looking here on uh, on who scored dot uh, com. It's saying Luis Felipe hit the hit the post twice or hit the bar twice, and Rafinha also hit the bar. Uh, and in, in the first half, too, it was fucking crazy rocket of a shot, man. Room for lunch, too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. True, true. I, yeah, it doesn't say it here, but Lu- fair. I, Luis Felipe yeah. was in four, good company. Four, yeah. five. Yeah, that's uh, five consecutive games. What do you think of Luis Felipe, actually, Johnny? Do you think he's the man to take us forward? Do you think he's our new Baz Dost, or do you still think we need another another striker to help him out? Yeah, I don't think he's the new Baz Dost as of yet. But he is, you know, he is getting up there. He, he's definitely looking like a young Bazdos when he first came in. Um, but yeah, I really like his game. I think he is the future of this team. But it would be nice to find him, you know, another, a partner up top. Um, I like his game. He really tries. He really tries really hard. He's, you know, he's going for bicycle kicks. He's, okay. he's like adjusting his body the right way to get the header off and manages to hit the post. I think he's special talent. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I mean, I think he was destined to be a crack after uh, his parents spelled his name that way. You know. <laughs> 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 Pretty fucked up way to spell Philippe in my eyes, but whatever. Little, little bit, but you know, whatever works. <laughs> as long as he's burying the goals. Yeah, that's the, a good point. Yeah. It's not the it's not the name on the in the back, but uh the name in the front of the jersey. Exactly. Exactly. Well said, bro. Well said. Um, all right, moving on a bit. Uh today we, we had the news of us of Spartan B coming back. Um, something that I never wanted to leave. Uh, personally, but uh, Kev, I'll start with you. What 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 are your thoughts on uh, a Spartan B potentially coming back and potentially? Let me just add this: potentially back into the second division, even though they were relegated from it last year. Um, what are your thoughts on that, dude? It's a very strange one. I mean, if we got relegated in the last season in the second division, should we not start in third, like we were supposed to? And what? I, f- I thought the under-23s were doing fine. And uh, it was it's easier to watch the games for us in uh, foreign countries. But besides that, the league was competitive. The football was a good standard. And it just limited... One, once you get to 23 and you're not looking to go to the first team, it's like a sign. So, okay, you need to go. I mean, we had um, Federico Huish that's like 29, that's playing in the B team. He's not there now. It's just, it seems like a better system to introduce players into the first team. So it's like, okay, okay, even if we want to bring the B team back, can we just leave it at that and not change every year? I mean, just leave it or, okay, let's bring the B team back and get it over and done with. But should, should we really be in the second division after the last season? Yeah. Uh, personally, yeah, I agree with you there. I don't, I don't, I don't like us being back in the second division. 
Um, but I mean, that's just me. Chris, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't think we deserve to be back in the second division. Uh, you know, we should be in in the in the Campina de Portugal, but um, I mean, I don't even understand how they would like negotiate that because the second division has uh, cut down the teams. Um, you know, uh, they they finally have the round number that they want, I guess. With like twenty two, I believe it is. There was twenty four. They relegated more to get to this number. What are they going to do? Just add another team that didn't just doesn't deserve it and have an odd number and then relegate five teams like I, I just don't see how that would make sense and it doesn't really seem like we earned that either um yeah but I mean at the same time I do think we can keep the under 23 team and the B team um yeah. Benfica does it uh I mean yeah I mean there, there are teams in the in the U23 that their main team is in the second division like uh Estudil and, and Leigh Soins and teams like that like that's their first team and they're in the second division um so I mean I I don't think it's unrealistic to to have a B team in in the C, in the in the third division and then an under twenty three team second division it, it's obvious that the like an under twenty one under twenty three team is a, a stepping stone onto that B team that's a fully professional division in in Portuguese football uh, but the the third division is is semi pro so at that at that point it's like what's better football for a young player's development is it to play third division with semi-pro players or under 23 with all young players i mean at that point i think it's kind of a toss-up yeah yeah exactly dude um, um so difficult to get promoted sorry you cut off for a bit what was that i mean it's notoriously difficult to get promoted from the third division yeah uh into the second division there's all these different regions and then the top two from each region play in like a playoff basically and in the end, only three teams end up going. So, I mean, it, it's difficult to get promoted. That's why you see these teams that, that get relegated from the second division, like Olyanense, Trofense, these famous clubs. It, it's even Beta Mar. It's tough to get mm-hmm. back just because mm-hmm. of the, the spots, you know? Yeah. Uh, but just a quick mention, since you mentioned them, Beta Mar just got promoted from uh, the uh, Aveiro district. So, so shout out Bolnes, to my Aveiro so team. Bolnes. So did Bilinis. That's also a good point. So did Bilinis. Your family count came up, right? You're from family count, you said, right? My my grandfather is, yeah. So they haven't been in the first. They haven't been in the first division in 25 years. So yeah, he's very excited. I mean, you gotta pay your grandfather a visit maybe next year when when Spartan comes into town. I don't know, dude. Just a thought, man. And um... actually, it's gonna be good. Sorry, what was that? Because oh. they sell out their stadium. <laughs> they, they, they fill up that stadium, so it'll be a good, you know, atmosphere on a, on a game-to-game basis where a lot of these stadiums are empty. You know, they're, they're empty. Yeah, no, that's true. Stadium. That is true. Uh, they had the largest attendance, no? I know this isn't Spartan, sorry. But... Yeah, yeah, no, they have like, they get like eight to 10,000 every single game, and that was in the second division. I mean, it'll be full every game in the Premier League. That's dope. That is dope. That's all we need. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and Johnny, before we move on to a transfer rumor, um, what's your quick thoughts on uh, on Spartan Bit potentially coming back? Do you like the idea? Do you not like it? What's up, dude? Yeah, it's always good to have the B team. Um, you know, third division, I, I would prefer them, you know, getting into some fierce competition in the third division out the gate. Um, 
instead of, you know, wasting away young talent under 23s, really show them what, you know, what they're capable of in the third division would be, you know, what I would go with. Yeah, exactly. They're playing with, you know, players older than them, players are more, more, um, exactly. more experienced and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you there, dude. And, uh, also Johnny, so, um, talks of, uh, damn, I actually messed up. I was supposed to, uh, Google his stats real quick. Uh, give me one sec and I'll tell you in a mm-hmm. sec, but, uh, Vieto from, uh, Atletico Madrid currently on loan at Fulham, uh, rumored to be coming to Sporting. Uh, I've been hearing a four year deal with an option um on a fifth or a five-year deal i'm not where i'm not quite sure on on the details as of yet of course it is still just a rumor things been confirmed uh he's 25 years old argentinian um can play on the right has played on the left uh but mainly as striker um on who scored it's saying his strengths are long shots passing through ball and defensive contributions um he likes to play it short he likes to do layoffs shoot from distance Likes to tackle. Uh, got it. Stupid internet's a little slow. Uh, I'll take That's you through the surprised. goals in a stack. I think he has one goal this yeah, season. Yeah, I believe so too. Um, yeah, he's only got something one. like nineteen appearances, one goal, in like twenty-five games or some shit like that, right? To be fair, he's, Fulham is also a really shit team this year. 20, he's played mostly on the right wing. Yeah, uh, from what I've seen of them. I believe it's he's only had uh, 20 appearances this season for Fulham yeah. and one goal. Uh, mostly from the bench. Yeah, yeah. Right. What, yeah, mostly from the bench. Yeah, correct. One goal, four assists. Um, his previous stints. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Sorry, dudes. I'm having a, uh, I'm having a stinker right now. Uh, I'm trying to like, do it. But season. you guys were on point. <laughs> hey, Kev, we'll get to you in a second, all right? I don't want to hear some <laughs> lip right from you right now, buddy. <laughs> um all right here you are so uh he one goal for assists this season he had five goals and one assist uh last season with uh valencia his time at sevilla he has he has 10 goals and six assists in 31 games uh atletico madrid he only has three goals uh, and five assists in 38 games and then his two best seasons came from uh first when he was in argentina and in, in racing who actually just won the league in argentina in argentina uh, with 18 goals, five assists, uh, and then in, when he was moved to Villarreal, he had 20 goals and eight assists and 48 appearances. Um, so, long story short, Johnny, he he he's had good seasons, mm-hmm. um, but for the past four or five seasons, he's been poor. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, this potential new signing for Sparting, though? I think uh, there's a lot of upside to this kid. Um, you know. Premier League is a rough league, especially on a Fulham team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he can rejuvenate, you know, his career if he signs with us. And, uh, you know, if he can bring back that that senior career of when he was with, uh, you know, either Villarreal with the 12 goals, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd be more than fine with that. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, Kev, let, let's hear from you because I know you uh, do not like this kid at all. Yeah, I've watched um, quite a few games of him when he was in Sevilla and Villarreal, and I just don't really like his style of play. 
He reminds me a bit of uh, Jamie Vardy. He likes to press high, but he's technically not brilliant. Um, he he relies mostly on his pace, which doesn't it doesn't seem to me something that would suit Sporting or Kaiser's way of football. And I'd just much prefer for the two million salary that apparently he might get paid if the rumours are all true. I'd rather us just give Birdminge a chance or Marquez or even Lauren in the chat mentioning Tomane. Mm-hmm. I'd think that'd be a much better fit for Kaiser's style of playing for Sporting. Fair enough, dude. And yeah. uh, Chris, last but not least, uh, thoughts on Vieto? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. And uh, he'd have some high expectations to live up to. He'd be one of the better paid players on the team. And he'd probably be our marquee signing of the summer. Shit, my dad just called me. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, Danny's on mute. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, cool. All right, my dad just called me kind of messed up. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, he... He'd, he'd be, like, our mark side. It kind of sucks that he... Um, you know, would be coming here with such high expectations. We'd all expect him to, you know, bang in the goals and kind of replace Baz Doss most likely. Um, it, it is also good to get the Justin Martinez situation resolved and yeah. you know, get $20 million, $15 million, whatever it is. For sure. Um, I mean, obviously, Atletico Madrid isn't trying to throw in Griezmann in this deal. So, I mean, we just kind of got to accept Except the scraps are, you Even know, not necessarily the scraps, but the, the players that aren't good enough there. Um, yeah. And, and, and take the money and just end the situation. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest situation, but, I mean, it is a chance, as Johnny said, for him to kind of rejuvenate his career. Um, you know, he's been at, uh, in the top league on, on l- lesser teams. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it is, I would think that, you know, if you can't score some goals against Tondela and Stubel, I mean – he should just go back to Argentina then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Good point. It's definitely make or break for him. No, no doubt. If he doesn't, if it doesn't work out for sport and sporting, then his career is definitely very very badly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my only worry. My only worry on this deal is the potential. I mean, it's just rumors as, as of now, but the, the potential signing for four or five years, Um, because like I said, if it doesn't work out, Okay, fair. We're not paying uh, allegedly. We're not paying anything for him. It's just included on the Justin Martinez deal. But then we're not going to really sell him for much uh, at that same point. You know what I mean? And and you know his name still carries weight for now. If he could start banging in some goals, you know, definitely in two, three years or, or a year or two, we can definitely make some profit off of him. Um, but if he doesn't perform, then that's just fucking his salary isn't isn't cheap. I think it's something like two million or something. So. Um, it's the same as Bazos. Yeah, so so it, it's a huge risk, nonetheless. You know, if, especially for signing him on for four or five years, it's uh, I I can potentially if he's not like I said, if he's not scoring, I can potentially see some problems on uh, offloading him. Yeah, he um, is, is twenty five too. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he exactly. He's just about to he's hit on, his prime. So yeah, he's on the other side almost. So yeah, good point. Good point. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, to uh, the. I think the uh, best part of uh, today's podcast and the best part of our weekends. Um, Campeões Europeus, uh, Sporting Sporting Futsal team uh, on Friday beat Inter Movie Star five three um, in the semis. Uh, finally getting over our demons uh, against them. And then we beat Kairat, uh, who is uh, from Kazakhstan, uh, where we were playing. We beat them 2-1 in the final. Um, and uh, today, you know, uh, if, you, if you guys want, you go, to our, go to our Twitter page. We've re- retweeted some, uh, some of the scenes at the Pavilion. Um, João Mach getting his, his hair and beard cut. Uh, Nuno Dias being... Um, being uh, the love of my life, no pause, and um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, anyways, Chris, I'll, I'll throw it off to you first. Um, take me through the the Inter game first, and then uh, what you thought also of the final. Yeah. Uh, so the Inter game, um, unlike past Inter games, I thought that we were on the front foot for most of the game, and I was actually, uh, you know, very happy um, with the performance. Um, you know, they, they could have scored us. They were a bit unlucky there. Um, but, I mean, I just felt like we, we, we definitely deserved it. Um, it kind of got sketchy and weird at the end um, where they, they scored with the sweeper keeper, and then we immediately scored again. Um, and then they came back and scored another time. So they, they really they didn't go out quietly, um, and I respect them for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think we were the better team. And then uh, transitioning in, into Sunday's game, you know, there that one for me that was never in doubt for a second. Um, you know, we we were totally dominant. Um, it was unfortunate that we we missed a couple sitters in the first half because I thought we could have been up more. Um, it was tied at halftime, nil nil. Um, but I mean, once we scored and then scored again, I was like, we we deserve this. We're the better team. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this isn't happening. I, obviously, it got sketchy a little bit just naturally when they scored at the end with two minutes left. Because, um, you know, they're they're one goal away and they're playing with an extra man, basically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, totally, totally deserved. Um, I thought Inter is probably better than Kairat. Um, but, I mean, nonetheless, that doesn't take anything away from the achievement. I mean, they beat Barcelona, so. Yeah. Yeah, one of the better teams in futsal, to be fair. Uh, Kevin, I'll pass it off to you. I know you also watched the games. Uh, what were your thoughts on the semis and the final? Um, the semis only managed to catch the last part of the game, um, but Sporting was just brilliant in that game. Just never looked like we were gonna lose when when we went in front. It looked like we we had it, and yeah. well, once we won that game, I knew that we weren't gonna lose the final. Just Inter has been the team that we've needed to beat for the last couple of years and we've always failed when we got to them and you saw the you saw Kairat they were at home in front of their own fans all of the support was Kairat and they couldn't make it count they just didn't have the quality that Sporting had and we need to give a shout out to Eric and Gita because my god brilliant performances from them two in particular in that final 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. Gita especially. Safe, safest hands I've ever seen. Um, the amount of saves in the last five minutes. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, even against Inter towards the end when uh, we were defending our lead a bit, he, he, he pulled out some huge saves against them as well, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, dude, it was it was emotional. I mean, I, I'm not going to I I think out of uh, all the Moodley Dodge, the one I follow the most is Futsal. Um, so it was it was nice to see, especially seeing as uh, the last two years, you know, we, we've witnessed them hit the final and uh, come short. I mean, nonetheless, we were I mean, per, me personally, I was definitely proud of the guys going all the way to the finals. Don't get me wrong. Um, really carrying our name and, and giving us some weight in, in the sport of futsal. Um, it, you know, we definitely wanted the, uh, the, the, this final. And, and um, I think that was uh, our main objective at season start. And uh, to see it conquered, uh, to see it in the muse museum. Uh, I can't remember now if it was Dieguinho or somebody else. Uh, no, it was uh, Pedro, Pedro Cari, I, I believe, uh, saying, no, is it? I who it was actually, saying, Kajano falta nada no museu. That was very nice to see. Them singing Munsabke at the very end was very beautiful. Uh, I think one of my favorite, or not one of, definitely my favorite moment of this season uh, was seeing that. Um, and yeah, Johnny, uh, what are your thoughts what, what, uh, about the uh, about the futsal win? Uh, it's amazing victory. Uh, another trophy for the cabinet. It's you know we're finally uh, you know champions, and we're making ourselves known even more now internationally. And I I just think it's overall great for the whole club. Yeah, yeah, agreed, dude. Agreed. Um, and uh, it, that trophy right. is really nice too. It's, it looks yeah, amazing. it's beautiful, right? It's yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Next time I'm in Portugal, for sure, you gotta you gotta take a picture of that. You know, like in the museum, definitely gotta go. Yeah, no question. Um. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's go to the Twitter question. See what uh, Twitter has to say. Um. Before uh, doing a recap of our Mudalizad. Uh, give me one sec. Let me pull it up. I'm very behind today, if you guys haven't noticed. Uh, so I apologize in advance. Or I apologize now. It's not really in advance. Um, all right. We've got a lot of questions today, to be fair. Uh, first question coming in from uh, Nunu Gabriel. Uh, he asks, what are your thoughts on our first goal? Seems like a lot of people don't know the VAR rule. In my opinion, it was a foul outside of the box by Acuna. But since Vitoria got the ball back... Uh, that and lost it. We scored. Um, no need to answer that. We we sort of already went through it. I think Nunu has other questions we can answer as well. Um, next question comes in from uh, Josie, who was in our chat earlier. Um, he says, or it's just really a comment. Um, uh, he says, Sporting, since they were eliminated in Europa League, 10 matches, 6 clean sheets. Great to see Sporting are keeping it clean in the back. Also, 24 matches in 2019, 17 wins, three losses, four ties. Regardless how the season ends, Kaiser should stick around. Agreed. Uh, Josie. Uh, all right, here's the question from Nunu Gabriel. He asks, what, do you, what did you think of Dumbia's performance on Saturday? Should he or should he not be starting over Gudeli? Seems like Gudeli has stepped up recently. Uh, Johnny, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, sorry, I didn't get that last part. 
Uh, he just says, uh, it seems like Gudeli has stepped up recently. So in regards to Dumbia, do you think Dumbia yeah. should start over Gudeli or? Yeah, uh, not quite, man. I don't know. It's something about the guy. He just doesn't do it for me. I mean, I'm sure all of you can agree Dumbia would be the best option. Um, you know, I'm not too fond of players who played in China, to be honest with you. So I don't think Gudeli is is one for to keep for the future. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, I agree with you, dude. Uh, next question comes in from Steph, who unfortunately couldn't uh, be here with us today. Um, he asks, do you think the VAR should stay or just cancel it? After so many bad decisions still being made, is it a problem with the Portuguese referees? Uh, Kev, I'll give that one to you. What do you think, dude? Um, I'd say VAR is definitely a good concept, definitely needed in the Portuguese league. But as we've seen multiple times this season, it's not used correctly and the system just needs work. The referees, I'm going to use the game yesterday, uh, Braga-Benfica. The handball given against Ricardo Freire, I believe it was, Braga's defender. Um, I think it was Felix that hit the ball. He was like two metres away from the defender and he was given as a handball. The rules clearly state that from that distance, you cannot move your hand. You cannot. It's impossible to try and handball it. The ball is going too quickly. You're too close to the ball. The rules state that that's not given as a penalty, and it was given. Mm-hmm. For one, one thing we need is consistency in the decisions. The rules to be followed. To have the referees doing their job for them for us to then use VAR and it'd be effective in the Portuguese league. Yeah. Well what's that? Sorry, go I ahead. think yeah, I think VAR should still be implemented in our league, but it does need to get, you know, some fine tuning with it still. And I do believe it will definitely get better once the Premier League has VAR in next year, uh, I think things will will be a little better just for the fact that the biggest league in the world does have VAR now. So they're going to be cracking down or let's say not cracking down, but making adjustments and really handpicking who is the VAR referee on a consistent basis, not just like a multiple you know, referees doing it, maybe just one specific guy doing it. But I'm sure that's going to be difficult with all the games going on, though. Yeah. At one time. I think, uh, I think um, even on top of that, what the Premier League is going to do, because the world is watching, um, it's hopefully, hopefully going to lead by example. So, I mean, exactly. hopefully they, 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 because they're taking this time off, they, they truly know how to do it right or, or know how to talk, you know, really pay it, like really work VAR in its in its correct way. Um, yeah. Because if, if, if the Premier League proves that they can do it, leagues will, across the world will be um, replicating that. Because, I mean, we've seen it now. Every league in the world wants to be the Premier League, you know, they, so they lead by example. So hopefully, um, I agree with you, dude. Hopefully, you know, with the Premier League getting it, um, you know, things will improve in Portugal. Sadly, yeah, exactly. it's, it takes others to do it for us to improve. But, um, yeah, well said, dude. 
Um, next question comes in from uh, from Matt Piva at mpiva7 um, on Twitter. Um, he asks, how do you guys feel about the possible Vieto signing? Good fit for Kaiser's brand of football. Where does this put Baz Doss now? Uh, Chris, really more on the uh, second part of that question because we kind of discussed Vieto already. Um, is he is Vieto potentially a good um, fit for Kaiser's brand of football? And if he does well, what do you think happens to uh, – or if he does come, what do you think happens to uh, Baz Doss? Chris? For Kaiser's brand. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I honestly think he's probably a better fit for Kaiser's brand than Baz Dost is, uh, as much as that's unfortunate to hear. Uh, I think it's kind of true. I don't really think Baz Dost is a great fit. Um, and in regards to where it puts Baz Dost, your guess is as good as mine, but I don't think it's going to be at Sporting mm. next season. Yeah, it uh, it is kind of looking that way. Um, all right, next question comes in from uh, Joel De Silva, uh, past uh, a past guest on the podcast. He asks, "Should we keep Philippe as our striker or let Dos uh, play again? Uh, maybe even play a different lineup that allows both to play at the same time." Uh, what do you think, Johnny? Should we one let Dos play if he when he's healthy? Um, and two, do you think maybe we should change the system to, to have both of them up top? What do you think? Hmm, both of them up top? I don't know about that. Um, but I think Philippe, I don't know, he, he just needs to keep doing what he's doing and maybe maybe ease Bazdos' ways, ways back onto the pitch. Um. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him straight out the gate any longer. We got to ride the wave, the Philippe wave, and just, you know, hopefully he just keeps banging in these goals. Yeah, yeah, I agree, dude. Um, next question comes in from Spartan CP Youth uh, at Spartan CPY on Twitter. He asks uh, if if you can bring one Spartan Academy player back to us, who would it be? Uh, not being Nani or CR7. I'll actually ask all of you that. Uh, Kev, I'll start with you first, though. Uh, not being Nani and CR7, which academy player would you bring back? Um, I don't want to say his name because he <laughs> left Sporting in a very bad way, but it has to be said, if we could bring back William Carvalho... All right, bro, I'm kicking it off. Sorry, no, sorry, no, no, that's enough. That's enough. Bye, Kev. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but... We, I'm fucking around. Go ahead. Personally, I love I would, William too. Go ahead. As as my favorite player, that academy player, I'd love to see Huben Smidl back. Just as is one of my personal favorites, but William in this team yeah. would make us play a hell of a lot better. And yeah. it has to be said, he's not he's not a saint. He's not a good person at all for what he did to Sporting. He's a ratu, yes, but. Unfortunately, he knows how to play football. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think he's de- he's definitely the one that that um, hurt us the most on leaving. Um, in terms of like our, our quality of uh, of play, I, I think it really went down after uh, after so William. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I still was- I forgive him though. You forgave him? I forgive everyone that left, man. To yeah. be honest, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I mean, grudges. 
Yeah, I know I'm with it. I'm with you there too. I don't I don't really I think I'm kind of over it at this point. Um especially seeing as we're getting the money for we got the money for William. Maybe it wasn't as much as we wanted, but I mean, we got something for him. I I'm with you there. I, I you mean, can't deny you're a great player at the end of the day, right? Yeah, after what happened, I mean I mean, yeah, of course it's would have been great to keep them all, but you know, once you get involved with something like that, it's kind of tough to really stick yeah. around, you know, regardless. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. What about Leon, though? Rafael Leon. Yeah, he, he's different. I, I would definitely wish he would have stayed. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to hate the guy, though, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Kev, you mentioned one more Gratu again, and I swear to God. All right. <laughs> hey, I hate them more than you do. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Chris, before I pass it off to Johnny as well, uh, what academy player would you want to bring back? If you could bring one back. Chris? I think that Adrian Silva as our uh, center mid instead of Gudela this season. Um, True. Good show. I think I, I always loved him. Um, uh, you know, I thought he was a like a like a wrecking ball. Um, you know, he was super super active. You know, good defensive positioning. You know, decent enough quality going forward. And uh, you know, I think he definitely would have been an interesting pairing with uh, with the the Bruno Fernandes that, that we have now. I know they overlapped um, a little bit, but I mean, we didn't get to see the full you know, the Bruno Fernandes of today. Um, so, I mean, I think that would have been a, a much better pairing. In midfield, the Adrian Civil, Wendell, and Bruno Fernandes would have been great this season. True. Good point. And uh, Johnny, any academy player you, you'd bring back, who would it be? Dang, I have more than one, but... Go for it. Go for it. As many uh, as you want, dude. I mean, I, I'd have to go with Bruma. Yeah. I would have to go with Cedric Swage. True. And uh, Carlos Mane, Carlos Mane, I thought was a god when I first seen him on the pitch. Yeah, but sucks. Sucks what happened to him too with the injuries and stuff. You know. Yeah. I also really liked Mane. Um, I'm trying to be different and think of somebody else. I'll bring back uh, if it was up to me. I'll bring back Eric Dyer. Um, oh, yeah, cause, yeah, you know, get some English in there, <laughs> yeah, Romani. exactly. Right, yeah, it's Romani. Oh, forgot about Romani for a yeah. second. Jeez, man, too many players to list, really. <laughs> too many players. Um, all right, next question. Uh, Nunu Gabriel, what are your thoughts? What are your guys' thoughts about potentially having a B team again? Good, bad. Should we start where we belong since we were relegated or in the second division? Um, we actually talked about that. Last question from Nunu was, after our UEFA Futsal Champions League victory, do you think we have what it takes to win our league or is SLB too strong and we won't be able to beat them? That's a really good question. Uh, Chris, I'll pass it off to you. Um, I, I think, is the regular season done in Futsal? I, I think we're done, right? We're going into playoff mode now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the uh the the playoffs start uh this weekend. 
Right, right. So, what do you think? Do you think uh, we can uh, conquer our league? Yeah, so or... We're in a, a best of best of three series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go for it, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so basically, it's, there's uh, 18. Yeah, basically, there's 18, so there's Lombos. Um, I believe we start Sunday. It's the first game. It's there um, to finish in first place. Um, so basically, what it's going to come down to, I think, is probably going to be us and uh, Benfica again, like it did last season. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that we have what it takes to win the league again. Um, you know, we unfortunately are not going to do like the the triple or the quadruple or, or anything like that because we those for winning the the Champions League any any day of the week. So I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, but yeah, it, it'll uh, it'll it's always exciting the uh, the finals of futsal, and uh, it'll likely be us in Benfica again, barring anything uh, you know crazy or unforeseen. Um, it's kind of like basketball in the sense that the the better team usually advances because there's not a one off game. You play a you know a series, so even if uh, a worser team squeaks out one, um, you know the better team usually ends up advancing in the over the course of the series. So yeah, I mean it'll definitely be interesting and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that brings us towards the end of Twitter questions. Uh, thank- follow up. Uh- Sorry, dude, you cut off, and then I – my bad, I interrupted. What were you saying? No, it's all good. No, I was just saying it would be great to pair it at the domestic title again with the uh, – with the. Uh... Damn. <clears throat> all right, anyways. Um, sorry, Chris, you keep cutting off, dude. Uh but uh, but I, anyways, I knew what you were gonna say. It would be nice to uh, to grab the uh, to grab the cup again, especially against Benfica, you know. Um, anyways, uh, on to our modalidad with the European title, especially since part of our like four peat and. Uh... All right, on to the modalidad. Um, <laughs> man, it happens. It happens. I, I I know how to. I was on the end of these, you know, like. Because my internet sucks, so yeah, and I get I get Chris because Chris is like roaming right now, so it makes sense, right? Like I, uh, but anyway, Chris is on the move. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's securing the bag. You gotta respect the man. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Moodley Dodge now. Uh. So to start off, our under twenty threes actually greatly disappointed me, uh, losing two one to Ishtoril this uh, on uh, Saturday. Oh, that was a horrible game. Yeah, that was so, bad. Yeah, it was horrible. Luckily, luckily, I woke up at like 10-ish, and the game was going to start at 10. I seen one nothing. I was exhausted because I had worked the night before. And I said, you know what? It's one nothing this early. These guys won't let me down. I wake <laughs> up towards the end of the game, and literally right away, all I see is everybody on Twitter saying, oh, my God, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are they talking about this? And then, boom, the sparking notification. 2-1 right at the last minute. I'm like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Like, these guys were so close to winning the league. I think uh, with one game left, I think it's almost impossible now. Um, so, uh, but anyways, yeah, we lost 2-1 to uh, Ishturil. Um, Ishturil's under-23 team, of course. Um, in, in female uh, game, uh, Sporting uh, B uh, beat um, 
Quinta Gens, uh, 10 to 5, and our senior team beat Vila Verdens 11 0. Um, a lot has been said about uh, a certain female team uh, beating uh, other prof- other teams, you know, <laughs> in the double digits, but we're at least beating professional teams here. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. The maniac Mesodia. Exactly. Um, as mentioned, f- futsal final four, we beat Inter 5-3 and we beat Kairat uh, 2-1. Uh, making us European champions. In the female game, we beat Nova Cement 6-5. In handball, the B team uh, beat Serpa 25-21 and um, also beat Passos Manuel 31-23. In Hockey Petinj, the juniors actually beat Benfica 5-3 and the senior team beat... AJ Vienna 10 to 4, a big win on the uh in the for the hockey team. Um in volleyball, the um, disappointing loss actually the boys lost to uh Befica 3-1 uh and Befica uh were, were champions uh after that win. Um and in the females, but for the females, um we actually beat Song Mamede, I hope I pronounced that right. Song Mamede 3 nothing. Uh, making us champions of the second division. Well done, girls. Um, basketball. To, let me see. Is there anything else here? Rugby. Let's see. Rugby. Um, our, the female A team um, beat. Uh, so we beat Tondela 31 to 7 in City 1. We beat uh, João Talha, Eddie Kins, uh, 71 nothing. And then we also beat uh, again. Yeah, and then we also beat again Tondela <laughs> City 1, uh, 47 to nothing. And then in the final, beating Befica 7 to 5, uh, making Sporting Terceira Etapa Camp Nacional. So we won the uh, the third national. What's in it? What's a tapa again? A tapa? Tapa Campeonato? Yeah, I guess the third round, the third round final, I guess, of the national team. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. Sorry about the. Fucking that one up for the rugby fans out there. But Sporting uh, females rugby team putting on a dominant performance. And um, let's see. I think that is it. Uh, after, you basketball, know, man. a bunch of atletismo. Also waiting for basketball. That's going to be big. Can't um, wait. Yeah, same. You Americans when you basketball. We hey. needed that. <laughs> we needed to. Hey. I'm Canadian, dude. Have some respect, Kevin. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, but of course, man. I mean, the Raptors are currently uh, one nothing up. Chris's uh, Sixers. Actually, Johnny, what, what's your uh, basketball team, if if I can ask? Uh, to be honest, I actually don't really have one. All right. But well, I, uh, I, I do. What's lean, basketball? I do lean towards the Bulls, though, here and there. But okay, okay. I'm waiting for this year's draft to go by. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> maybe maybe the Knicks. I don't know. True, true. Or right, you're from the New York area, correct? Yeah, I'm from uh New York, Westchester area, New Rochelle Ooh. to be exact. Okay, okay. S- shout out to everyone in Mount Vernon, Yonkers, Osning. Mm. Well said. Shout out to you, man, out there. Uh last modalidad really is just the esports. Uh we lost to Riwav 2 1 and then we tied 0 0. Um, so yeah, 
uh, a, a decent, uh, a pretty good weekend. Um, in uh, sorry, let me just read what Lushas uh, here says. Where to find him? Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, so that's it with the Mudalizad. Uh, moving on to the last part of uh, the show, which is Vilnius uh, Sad against Sporting on Sunday, uh, twelve thirty East Coast. Uh, 530 uh, GMT time. Um, Johnny, I'll start it off with you. Um, what's your previews and uh, your prediction, your score prediction of uh, Bilinins Sporting over the weekend? Uh, well, Bilinins are, I believe they're currently sitting in seventh. I think so, yeah. Right on the I That's mean, they're correct. Yeah. They're not, they're not an easy out. So I think. I think we'll manage though, because the streak, this winning streak, does need to continue. Um, I want to see, you know, the record being broken with a, it'll be a tenth straight, so that would tie Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully we can just keep this winning streak going. Hopefully Philippe just keeps scoring every game at least once. And my yeah. prediction. I think I think we'll house them. I think we'll keep another clean sheet. So I'm going. I'm being optimistic here. I'm going to go three nothing. Mm, I like that. So actually, uh, just to go back to the JJ thing, um, uh, Chris is actually right. So JJ has nine wins in a row. Uh, Palu, oh, where was it? It was here, right? Palu Bento has ten wins in a row. Uh, Marinu Perez with 11, and then back in 1946-1947, our manager at the time, Robert Kelly, 16 straight wins, Um, which, I mean, crazy impressive, right? Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, Kev, what's your preview and prediction on – sorry, I I messed up the first time. Villainous Sad against Sporting. The fake villainous. Exactly. Yeah. Um, It's never never an easy game with – these lots um sealers have put them playing good football probably the best football outside of the top top three top four mm-hmm. um but they are on bad form they haven't lost they haven't won in the last five they recently came off a three no loss to Arvish. that's right another mid table team so i know it's a tough one to call uh, we need to bear in mind Bruno Fernandes is on um, the edge of a suspension. So he, if he gets a yellow card in the next game, he'll miss the one with Avs and then he'll be back for Porto. We just need to manage that, make sure he doesn't go out for the Porto game. Otherwise, that might be a bit of a problem. But I say um, if Sporting don't mess around with the lineup, I say we can get a... A two nil, another two nil victory. Good performance. I, I don't think there should be any issues considering Bilnin's form and how we're playing. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and uh, last but not least, Chris, preview and prediction. Yeah, I mean it's it's worth noting at this point. Is it possible for us to snag second place the same way Benfica snagged second place from us last year? Uh, we need Porto to lose another game. Um, a draw doesn't do it. Um, 
but if we can second, uh, as unplayed as that is, it's still within the card. So yeah. basically, we have to keep rolling here. Second's definitely um, still doable. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, yeah, I think it's still doable. Um, basically, uh, if Porto wins, or if Porto draws one of their last two games, it's not enough. They need to lose one of their last two. Um, so hopefully they're all demoralized now because they bottled the league. Um, and they drop you know, more points, and then they completely go into to, to the bonus game. Uh, I think we win 3-1. Um, and uh, you know, I hope they uh, I hope they take in the scenes there because hopefully they'll be winning a trophy there in two weeks' time. Well, Porto, good point. Porto's oh, yes. playing OBS this week, so yeah, and OBS are currently on fire. Agustinasio too really turned that team around. Balde, yeah, yeah, up to tenth now. Jeez, I thought they were a bit lower. Up to tenth, that's crazy. Because it does I need mean, to be aware. Of that kid, Balde. Yeah. Also, rumors of him being sold for five million, which is a fucking Are joke. You... But that's oh, just rumors. That's on. just rumor. No, that's his price tag. That sorry, the rumor was that's his price tag. We um, better not. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, I'm also gonna go with a three-one win for us. Uh, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet for much longer. I mean, I like Sijas. I think everybody knows how I feel about Sijas here. Um, and I, you know, I think Belenis will at least get us get a goal against us. Uh, just quickly to uh, to correct something I said in the past. I, well, I said it was almost impossible for us to be uh, champions in the under twenty three division. Um, here in the chat, uh, Rui uh, has helped me out. He says if both Avj and Riwav loses and we outscore Avj by six goals, we'll be champions. <laughs> Hashtag easy. So you know, <laughs> we're gonna be champions of the under twenty three division. No problem. Um, Anyways, guys. You never know. Yeah, exactly. That is the end of our podcast. Um, uh, Johnny, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, and uh, hopefully you'll be on it soon again. Thank you. Hope so. I also hope so to be on back again. Um, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it was yeah, a man. pleasure. It was a pleasure. No, the pleasure's all ours. Thank you for the for the constant support, constant interaction. Uh, we appreciate you, my guy. And, uh, you know, as always, you know, thank you very much. Uh, Kevin, Chris, thank you also for being on. For those in the chat, uh, Rui Shavj, Lauren, uh, as always, um, our, own Chris, our own Kevin was on there. Shout out to you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, Zed uh, on early. Uh, and Michael uh, Ramon, a.k.a. the Lumpy Elm, but we don't judge him for that because we love him nonetheless. Um, and also Joel Da Silva, who was on earlier. Shout out to you guys. Uh, everybody on our on our Twitters asking questions. Nunu Gabriel, um, Steph, who couldn't join us today. Shout out to you. Uh, Matt Paiva, shout out. Um, if there's anybody I'm forgetting, I apologize. Um, keep interacting with us on Twitter at Sparting underscore or, or at Sparting one sixty underscore en. Also, we've uh, sort of relaunched our Instagram account. Kevin's been killing it on our Instagram account. Go ahead and follow us there at Sparting one sixty en. Um, and yeah, guys, that is all. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, as always, we will Sporting Club Portugal. We will Sporting.